millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review SmackDown, but also Monday Night Raw, <laughs> NXT, but... Oh, oh, I missed a bit before that. Don't worry, I'll carry on. Yeah. At AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight and the go-home show on the night before SummerSlam. Yeah, it's weird coming back into work off a holiday on a Thursday oh. because I have to wait till Friday to talk about a wrestling show. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. And... I'm saying this because I basically took like a load of grief for my views on Dynamite 200. You got a new nickname I saw on Twitter. Which one was that one? Ham Feet. Good one. Good <laughs> got one. him. It's not quite, um, uh, what was it? Sponge Ham Square Face. <laughs> Flit is always, is always my favourite because they've, in my opinion, they've put the curse in the wrong place. Yeah. But I had that one too, so that's fine. I'm not going to give you another bleep there. Um, it's fine. It could be uh, Moon... Prick, <laughs> that's, that's that's on you. The um, I, I'm being flipping, and I want to sort of uh, reverse that. Get them, get them, get them, boom. Because this doesn't feel like uh, I'm hyped for SummerSlam. It doesn't really feel like anything has happened. And you, I welcome you correcting me if I'm wrong, right? But I read the preview notes you gave me for this SmackDown, having, and I did. Told people this on the podcast. I've said it on Twitter. I did. I followed your advice and I switched off. Get out the loop, baby. I wasn't on Twitter, which was really weird when my phone said X one day, <laughs> which I think is really great, Patter. By the way, but like, <laughs> I think I missed the drama of it happening and just came back to X. And when I reinstalled, and I was like, "What does that say? Is that like a?" a I thought it was a fault on my phone. Yeah, I was like X. Well, they've obviously knackered this update. And then I got the, and then the bird changed the X. I was like, because yeah, Money in the Bank was rate limit exceeded weekend, wasn't it? It was. It, well, I always think this is really funny when he does this because, in my opinion, like any in, any invite to leave Twitter is one day going to help me kick an addiction. Mm. Like that's just like that. Eventually, all of those things they were putting on cigarette boxes, of, like <laughs> diseased lungs and yeah. stuff, was or probably helping. Yeah, it was helping people quit. And Elon Musk is just, he is eventually going to help me quit Twitter. And it's why I, like, resent when things like Mastodon and Threads happen. Because it's not about a replacement. In my opinion, it should be about, 
we might be getting our freedom back. Yes. If you walk away from these things that we've accidentally enslaved ourselves with, like, just don't walk arms up into the new one. Yeah. Just leave. But anyway, that's a different conversation. I left Twitter. I left wrestling alone mm-hmm. outside of Saturday's collision, which was double treble. Oh, my God. F***ing goated. <laughs> X in the middle of the belt, that main event with better than you, baby, and oh. FTR. It, a perfect two hours, the ladder match, the whole deal. Fantastic cardboard cut out, Jay White. Yeah. Like, it's perfect. Other than that, no wrestling. And I looked at your notes today, and I just sort of thought, like, I'm, I'm really, really hyped for SummerSlam. But I was really hyped for SummerSlam two weeks ago, and I can't see what differences have occurred in that time. Are you honestly coming on this SmackDown podcast and saying nothing's happened on SmackDown? Well, I've only got one thing to say to that. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? I mean, Santos Escobar has won that tournament thing. I thought you were going to press the cinema button. I thought we were going to get the... Nope. Uh, I think Sid and I talked a little bit about this on the Raw one. They have done one week too many shows before SummerSlam. Yeah. It's ready. It has it been was, ready it for was, ages. That was it. It was ready. Like, it was like one of them... SummerSlam, to me, two weeks ago, was like one of them pies in an old cartoon where there's, like the lines would come off it and like the dog mm. would float in the air towards yeah, the it. The old lady's it. just letting it cool on the uh, windowsill. Yeah. <laughs> And that old lady's Triple H because he's still cooking. He's baking. He's not cooking. He's baking in this case. He's baked a pie. He's put it on the windowsill. Even WWE have, I think, acknowledged this mm-hmm. fact. Yeah. Because one of the three things, there is a match tonight, and we will talk about that in due course. And don't you worry, Michael Sidgwick or Michael Hamflet. Which one are you? Um, we've <laughs> I, got I, I, I'm Hamflet. I, I know why this is. It's because he bloody loves the games, and I've got you a game as well. Oh, great stuff. Um, but yeah, they've got a match. Mm-hmm. They've got Jey Uso is going to appear because, of course, he is. Ratings. Yep. And the other one, they've just written, Asuka, Belair, and Flair have got one stop before SummerSlam. What's that? I mean, it's just the same as what we've had for one. about, well, since Money in the Bank, basically, where they kept having title matches that the other person would interfere in, and they went, let's just have a bloody triple threat. This triple threat match, genuinely, is the Indy Hartwell car park reveal if she'd never gotten called up. It's just like, like we, oh, oh, it's a, oh, it's a triple threat at SummerSlam then. Mm. Every event that has taken place in all of these wrestlers' lives, including spin-off wrestlers, the Damage Kataral, the Shotzis, the whomevers, has been irrelevant because a month and a half ago, a triple threat at SummerSlam. Like, <laughs> and also, they're gonna, can, I, uh, can I copy your homework? Yeah, but make it a little bit different. All right, how about we do the Becky Lynch turn on Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam, but uh, with Bianca Belair this time? Because I don't think any of us think that anyone, maybe EO Sky, but anyone other than Asuka is leaving that triple threat as a champion. Mm, you can never look past Charlotte Flair. <laughs> yeah. Ever. As much as I wish I could sometimes when she's working. You can never look past Charlotte Flair. Uh, you pitched, or you had read a pitch to me, that I don't, I don't know what to think about it, about Bianca Belair really losing the patience with all of this and turning on the night. Yeah. Uh, that's a possibility. Not I even guess. a turn if you attack Charlotte Flair, though. No, it's not, is it? WWE think it is. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> It feels like, like we're doing this chat now, aren't we? Because there's mm. nothing to say about this at this point, which is a shame because all three women are going to talk. Asuka winning is just the most like convenient outcome mm. to a match that should be great. Mm. Bianca Belair in a stadium, like 100% yes. hit rate. Charlotte Flair levels up on the big nights, which is really frustrating because she levels get, down on the TV tapings. Are they going to get themed cars for their entrances? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like... Oh my, yeah, actually, I quite like that. I want, you know, I don't want themed cars. I want themed carts. Oh. I want the WrestleMania 6 mini rings dressed <laughs> in like the theme of the individual wrestler. 
So like Bianca, like the ropes can be the Bianca's braid. Oh, for example, hair. forms the entire ro- ring ropes. Yeah, the canvas of Asuka's cart can be stained with mist. Oh, and Charlotte's can repeatedly malfunction, then go at like hyperspeed for one bit, and then malfunction again, and then you think, oh, that cart is definitely broken. That cart is. Pinish. We need to get rid of this cart. This cart is spoiling the show. Oh my god, that's the best cart ever. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have a row. They're gonna chin each other, and nothing really is gonna develop. No one's gonna get the upper hand. Maybe Asuka will do a little dance stand tall. I always like Asuka yelling in Japanese, but that is good. You don't do this as relates to matches like this. But the the origin of the C tweet as relates to Cody mm-hmm. and Roman and our little fight. It's not really about Cody, Roman, or me and you. No. It's about people. If and when this match is class, and it has every chance of being class, people go, see? And it's like, yes, I saw weeks and weeks and weeks of terrible storytelling and bad in-ring for it to get good on the very last chance it could have got good for you to go, oh, well, another big dub for the good guys. Yeah, where they finally took the, 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 like, constraints off them and just said, right, just do what you do best. Wrestle. Yeah, like, the, the, not the easy bit, we've never taken a bump in our life, no. but never has there been, across both major North American organisations, an assemblage of such talented performers that that really is the bit that they can do without the meddling of others. Phil Chambers once broke a pool cue across my back. Does that count as a bump? Uh, do I have to hit the mat in a ring to for technically count? I think so. Like, By the way, it was a, for, for a thing we were shooting, he didn't, didn't just get angry because I, like, seven-balled him or whatever. Sick of your f***ing sh- <laughs> like, he heard you from the other side of the office doing a voice. <laughs> so he's been whispering to Nicholas all day. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to. If he does one more, I'm going to do it. One more bit. If I have. To. Hey, uh, hey, Phil. <laughs> what do you use to watch people who watch AW Collision? Kaleidoscope. Phil, custard cream or an uh, Adam Will Bourbon? And he goes and grabs a pool cue. Phil, you uh, you fan of sort of short stories? Uh, <laughs> Do you think back in the day someone said, Aesop, get the fables. Two tweets I should have been able to retire on right there. Yep. At Adam Wilborn on X, if you want to show your appreciation. And just a quick reminder as well, Tuesday, um, our schedule's going to go all over the place, by the way, over the next few weeks. I'm working on that. But on uh, on Tuesday, I'm not in because it's my birthday. But I think... International listeners may be slightly different, but I think there's still time to just shove wads of money in a, an envelope and post it to the What Culture office. <laughs> I love this. Don't bit. do that. Adam will buy us the cash. I love yeah. this bit. Um, there was something I I'm working. Just I, send us Mountain Dew, then we can all enjoy it. We have talked. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do actually support that. Yeah. We've talked at length about um, how the podcast schedule will go crazy between now and like at least mid September, and it yeah. will. We've got some really cool oh, stuff coming. Stick but around. like, um, ah, it is going to go mad for the next month and a half. Um, I've obviously just come back from holiday. Sidge is about to go on mm-hmm. one. You're uh, in inverted commas holiday, um, <laughs> which in my experience, like a month off, is it? Sweet. I'm, I'm on like ten years and counting. A cumulative eighteen if you add up both of them together. Your holiday starts and never ends uh, mid August. Um, Tuesday is wake me up <laughs> when September ends. Let me go to sleep when September ends. Um, I this is the first ca- Tuesday, I believe, is the first case where. So sometimes it's going to be two of the three of us. Oh, but I think Tuesday is the first case thus far where it's going to be one of us. You're doing the solo raw review. Well, I'm working on something. Greater men have attempted this. There's a and succeeded actually. I'm not as great as you. So you're like, I could, I think it was SmackDown I did once, and I was like, two hours, and it's a show that's going quite well is just enough. Three of a bad one? I don't know. I'm working on something that, okay. I, hope, that I hope people quite like. 
Um, but there's going to be lots of that over the next sort of... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And regrettably, and I'm leading to something here, Will Bond, regrettably, that has extended also to something we typically love to do and can't, which is a live reactions oh. to SummerSlam. We love doing those together, genuinely. Like, oh, Money if, in the Bank was goaded, and you, I'm not talking about the show, I'm talking about the stream. If you think, like... Although yeah. I am talking about the show, actually. Yeah, it was a good show, too. It was a good night, good weekend, oh. good press conference, good everything. <laughs> like, if you think when we do those and it just gets dumb, oh. and there's booze and there's jellies and there's nonsense and there's door or no door and the whatever, like, and then there's also... The reacting to the wrestling. The yes. live, the, it's called live reactions, and we do do a bit of that too. Like, none of that is ever a put on. None of it is internet oh. nonsense. We are having the times of our lives. And I am deeply saddened by the fact that the schedule isn't somehow. It's a somehow I can't do it. Like, you're busy. Well, I'll, like, I, I'll, full, full disclosure, I'll give you the, the, the backstory to this. I said to Andy, I probably can do it. Yeah. But I don't want to get to 11 p.m. on, sun, on Saturday night, have the inevitable start kicking in and just say, oh, yeah, by the way, Hamlet, by the way, Phil, by the way, Nicholas, by the way, Andy, good luck with your one-man stream now because I'm off. Totally right, yeah. No, that's you're in the uh, the two-week danger zone now yeah. where, like, you have to be prepared two weeks before, two weeks after the due date. Totally right. Like, I had a I'll dry... probably be watching SummerSlam live. But... My first son was born in January, so I had a dry Christmas for that same reason because it, like, it yeah. could have fell in early January. I get that. I like I'm unable to do it because like this weekend falls midsummer holidays. There's always stuff going on. We got family up, all that kind of crack, and then people are away, whatever. So got a little treat for you that I've saved today. I was going to do something just in the office over the desks, and I thought, don't do that. We're not going to be able to live react to, let's say, for example, Cody's tit. One of my, oh my one of my favorites, but uh, just like the punker winning the belt. Yeah. Great moments that we, uh, Jey Uso, the low blow, and then getting the pin on Roman Reigns. Memories that I don't just attach to the wrestling moment, but the live reaction. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a live reaction right now, Wilborn. All right, on a podcast. Okay, and we don't. You don't even need to reveal what this is a live reaction for. But this is just for people in place of a live SummerSlam reaction, right? Okay, the listeners are going to get live. You're looking nervous. And I you am. should do. Because I've got something, right? And you don't need to reveal what this is. Live react. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, did you put this on Twitter? Briefly. I saw this and, and then I, I wasn't sure if it was a thing or not. Yeah. So there it is. There it is right there. Wow. How like, was it? Not as bad as I was expecting. Okay. I am pathetic. <laughs> so still too bad yeah. for how insignificant it is. But that is about... 15 years of going to one of those mm-hmm. and then say, tomorrow, doing it tomorrow, doing it tomorrow, and then completely bottling it. And let, and let me just say, uh, our old friend, The Snip, which we've talked about at length, <laughs> really helped with that because I thought, ah, I've done that. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's, that's rougher. And that was the sort of the big turning point. So there we go. People have had their live reaction. That's awesome. There you go. And so, so. also, something I could never do. <laughs> <laughs> I am a, um, I think the technical medical term is a bitch. Yeah, oh, I'm When it comes worst. to that sort of thing. I'm the absolute worst. So, uh, yeah, we don't need to reveal what Will Bourne was reacting to, but apparently... <laughs> Place your comments underneath this thread for this on uh, well, What Culture's X page. Let's just say, um, because it's in the zeitgeist at the moment, uh, my main inspiration for the procedure was uh, Ken. Okay. Ken Doll. That might be my Tuesday, by the way. 
Yeah. That, it's a yeah. complete coin toss where it's that or Oppenheimer. I well, <laughs> depending on how I feel on turning. How old would I be? Wait, what Why year is you? it? It's 2023. Oh, Jesus, I'm 35. Are you 35? Well, I'll become 35. I'm 34 until I'm 35, so. Of course, yeah. I'm uh, I'm 38 until I'm about 45, <laughs> I think. I'm going to say 38. I think I'll stick with 38. I am um, Barbie Oppenheimer, right? I think this has obviously worked really well for Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Like this, oh, I agree. This whole thing, yeah, it's, it, one has definitely elevated the other. Oh, I don't see how this is a choice that people are making. Go and see Barbie. Like, Nolan... I just want to make sure, because the only reason I'm saying this now... Yeah. Is if I didn't have anything in my future, I'd just go and see both. Yeah. But Tuesday, I don't want to waste my entire birthday. Not waste, but, you know, spend my entire birthday. I think Anne Louise wouldn't be best pleased as well if I just went, by the way, we're going to the cinema for six hours yeah. or whatever it is. In darkness for six hours. Yeah. But I also don't want to miss the opportunity to see either on the big screen, basically. I get that. I get that. I'm not a Christopher Nolan guy. We talked about this mm. before. I got pelters for that. But, like, I don't think he's made a great film since Memento, I think we landed Oof. on. The last one that I really liked of his. Uh... Whereas Barbie... You forget what happened in that one. Oh, oh. <laughs> I watched that. Uh, Barbie looks good. Yeah. Barbie looks... Like, from everything I've seen, I've seen spoiler, about it... I've seen I don't mind that I've seen it, and I made, it made me want to see it ten times more. I was It's 12, and I was raging, because I wanted oh, to... Yeah. Like, cinema is something you really rely on in the summer holidays, and they put more kids' films on and stuff, and I went to see the most recent... Spider-Man. Yeah, you were like, chatting about it with what culture's very own you and passing. I know. Well, it's because it's his arena and it's mm-hmm. absolutely not mine categorically and it's just stunning problem is it should have been a 12 and not a pg Ooh. because my ten, my 10 year old and seven year old weren't buzzed with a to be continued ending and the main hero that yes. falling in love with the other two i was being left knee deep in shit <laughs> like, <laughs> is, this a, is this a cliff of the bed, big red dog all over again? Yeah, very much. But in a very different way. What was he said? Bastard. Yeah. Oh no, no, that was um, cliff of the big red dog. Was um, bollocks. That was it. And there was no. There was a, f- a funny ass and a couple of sly craps. Not a huge problem. The violence, if you want to call it violence, is animated. It's a great story. Like it's more layered than your regular story, but not so. Um, like untethered and fraying that kids can't mm. engage. So it was perfect in that respect. Love it as a wrestling attire fan. It's like 50 f-ing Spider-Man outfits. <laughs> like how many different ways can you mix up blue, red, and white? Became yeah. Like the challenge of the filmmakers. Now, that impressed me. Gorgeous. Absolutely. Got, I'm not into Marvel. Isn't there someone in all white gear as well? Oh, yeah. That's the, um, is it Gwen? I don't know. Yeah. I, anyway, like she is like this cool kick-ass, like Miles Morales is like, other Spider-Man mate from the prior film, I believe, because I didn't even know it was a sequel. That's <laughs> so how much of a dunce I was to it. Like, I didn't even know it was the second in a series and now it's a Netflix one. But if I show them that, it's like, this actually came before the one that you both sat through. Mm-hmm. Really great. But I did not realise I was entering midway into a franchise mm. and I've just set myself up for more expense because everything is worse than it used to be. Like, if it was a PG... so if it was a 12, I would have been like, ah, right, there's a bit yeah. of adult engagement there. It's a PG. We're going to see La La Crocodile again. Oh, goated. Absolutely. Cro- it's crocked. Like, never mind goated. Like, <laughs> rename the animal is so good, that film. Like, I just needed... I was ready to put it in the S tier. And you know what the S stands for? Sing 2. The greatest, like, yes. film of the past five years. So excited to watch these kid films, yeah. by the way. Some of them, some of them are, are wretched. But the... It, right, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, has just uh, dropped on Netflix, so I think I'll be fine. It teaches you about, uh, like... I think kids' films are better than they've ever been. Better than our kids' films. Oh, unquestionably. However, That's the, problematic. However, the bad ones stink. Like, the ones that are phoned in are, are criminal, quite frankly. You've paid, like, your five quid or whatever, or 250 on a 
movies for kids Saturday morning. And you're like, like me and you, Mr. Cinema, have made a deal here, which is I can sit down for two hours and not really parent. Yes. And I've paid the pre I've paid like that plus popcorn to do this. Um, Huge popcorn or just regular? Except, I told you this, except for the one member of cinema staff at a cinema, which I won't reveal, yes. who once said he was a listener to our podcast and gave me free popcorn for what the kids. A legend. What a great guy. I won't name the cinema, but that was awesome that day. Thank you for that free popcorn. My kids were buzzing with that. Um, I like you kind of made a deal. You know and I know that we're not, I'm not parenting here. I've like, yeah. I'm taking them at the cinema. I get to sit there and watch a film. This is easy. And then the film is so rubbish. It's like, Oh, are you turning this back on me? Yeah. Is the joke at my expense now? Because I've got to sit through this well absolute played, garbage. Mr. Yeah, aye. Well played, Hollywood. <laughs> well, uh, I think if I took my son to uh, to see Cliff of the Big Red Dog, he would be uh, taught a lot of wrong things because there would be a great deal of swearing when I realised Jack Whitehall's in the movie. Ugh, I know. The first um, AW champion. But, uh, you know, that's just... That's just Hollywood mind games. Speaking of which, uh, do you think Shotzi's going to pull some out more for uh, Bailey Slash? Miss, Miss, Ms, Money Ms. in the Bank, EO Sky. Speaks to uh, SmackDown's quality that you were using a cinema segue and you didn't even go to the storyline. Oh, not yet. Uh, yeah, to fill you in on that one, um, Shotzi stabbed her bag with some scissors the other week and appeared on the screen during an EO Sky match to scare Bailey from ringside, distract EO Sky and cost her the match. And then last week, Shotzi had been doing some arts and crafts at home and she made a small poster that she inserted into Bailey's bag with some of her discarded hair. I asked you yesterday if we'd seen Shotzi. Not yet. No, unfortunately, yet. Because today I saw a new render, which I believe is what the kids call the oh. like updated studio photo. I should have bookmarked this. It's on Twitter somewhere. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can dig it out. Search Shotzi new render or something. And I assumed when I asked you this question, it was because they were, when you said, oh, no, we've not seen it, is that they were saving it for SummerSlam? But today I saw a picture of her. In it. It's a cool look, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's on Fightful's Twitter. Right. So that's gone. Yep. <laughs> so there goes I suppose that. technically it hasn't. It's one of those things, isn't it, where because we're online so much, we're like, well, that's been ruined. But we also are a part of this bubble where we mm. think, well, everyone knows about all of that. Well, I want to turn this back on you a little bit. What is the... So I saw, before I went off, I saw the video where it was like, oh, spooky. And like the video that was very well produced was supposed to kind of rattle... Bailey and Eel Sky. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't get it after that, only because I haven't seen it, not because I'm criticising the storytelling. Is it that, are they mocking Shotzi for having less hair, or are they scared because Shotzi has basically told them, you thought the hair was my power, my power is my power, yes. and now you're in trouble? Yeah, I think so. I think they thought, we're going to make you look stupid by cutting all your hair off, or mm. cutting a bit of your hair off, actually. Yeah. And she just sort of embraced it. Fair yeah. play to her. Obviously, it was actually shooting uh, I mean, The nice story is amazing. <laughs> but now they're like, oh, no, we can't take that away from her anymore. Like you say, it's arguably Im it improved her power, or yeah, whatever yeah. you want to say. And now she's going to come and kick their ass and possibly you know, screw over an EO Sky cash-in over the weekend. Yeah. So, great. Like, fine. Good. Uh, Don't actually cost the, the cash-in. Just make it not happen if you're going to do that. It's a good base for a, um, a story. Bailey is the perfect wrestler to put with a Shotzi when, like, when she's in the zone. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that's been the case. But I love Bailey. Like, I kind of, like, almost to the point where I'm sometimes an apologist 
when the stuff she's involved in isn't that great. I think this is a great bit of business when Bailey's in-ring is great. And as much as I love her, I don't think it's been there for a while. Eos mm-hmm. where the money is with this damaged Kataral thing, this eventual yeah, split yeah, and yeah. all the other money, not just with the briefcase, but the whole thing in general, that match is going to be great. And I'd like to think that they're saving that for a, a special occasion. But is there is it time for a little bit of a referendum on the women's division at large? Yeah. Because this week, Becky and Trish has been canned. No rear match. No rear match at SummerSlam. Um, Triple H has talked about time constraints and card constraints, and I don't necessarily believe all of that. Well, have you got Battle Royal on there? I know you've got it on there to get out, give LA Knight a win, and with everybody saying that, I'm absolutely fine with it, but not a great look. It's not looking great for All In, maybe having more than one or two matches. <laughs> like the Dynamite main event was great, but it's still an outlier. There are still, I, I, like, I'm not even the person to really be discussing this. It's like, there's probably not like enough female voices in our space, no. let alone in the actual product that we cover. And I just sort of think like as good as this could be if Bailey has her best night and really helps elevate Shotzi, and I think this Shotzi character is interesting and a necessary pivot for her character. For what? Like a TV match in two weeks' time? Well, you say that, and that's far too serious for this podcast. So I'm going to change it up with some wacky Wilborn booking <laughs> tonight. Uh, EO Sky and Bailey, maybe uh, Bailey has a, a, a squash match against pick anyone, uh-huh. um, and uh, EO goes out to support her, but for whatever reason decides to leave the money in the bank briefcase in their cubby hole in their locker, mm-hmm. and you don't see Shotzi's head or hair or face or anything like that. You do see her hand though reach out and grab the briefcase, right? Not seen, not like broadcast on the Tron or anything like that. We just see it. Yeah. I don't watch the show back. Why would I watch the show, Paul? <laughs> right? And then she puts it back as a little thing. Yeah. Well, my fantasy booking, spoiler for our SummerSlam predictions, which I believe will come out as a podcast tomorrow, by the way, of <laughs> EO's guy goes to cash in after the triple threat at SummerSlam and the referee... Probably Mike Kyoto because he likes, you know, complicating cash-ins for whatever reason. We he all did remember Carmelo. Yeah, God. She's like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Let me cash in. And he goes, okay, yeah. But obviously, as we always do with cash-ins, I'll open the briefcase to remove the contract. <laughs> check this over. Uh, and it's not got a contract in because the briefcase has been swapped out for Shotzi's <laughs> Or the thing in the briefcase has. All the notes. Well, no notes. That's, uh, it sounds like that's our first check of the uh, SmackDown preview. Aye. We're getting that match. Yeah, not to piss on your chips with actual analysis and serious conversation. Indeed. I really want the match to be better than I think it probably will be mm-hmm. because I think this is what this program exists for. It's what kind of Bailey on the roster exists for at the moment. And it'd be nice to think if a lot of these women in high-profile spots aren't getting the spots on the pay-per-views, it's because the spot is being elevated on television. Mm-hmm. Like, Trish and Becky is probably going to main event that Raw. We're given, we're given plenty more time than it would have been done on the premium live event. Yeah, and it's in Canada. I think the atmosphere will be good for it. Is that enough? No. Like, the divisions have been a mess in WWE for longer than I think just recently. Yeah. But, I like, the match needs to over-deliver, I think, on where yeah. Bailey's at, especially at the moment. If uh, you're co- Also, I think if you're calling a show payback, you have to put the match on where the person's getting payback for someone cutting their hair off, not just do it on SmackDown in three weeks. Yes. Um, and the, but the bar for payback is quite low, because if you remember... Payback was seven days when Roman Reigns won the Universal <laughs> title from The Fiend. That's a problem. Actually, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Moving on. Payback 2020. Speaking of women's wrestling at Payback, 
one of the best finishes in WWE history. Oh, yeah. Which was Shayna with the double tap out on Sasha and uh, Bailey where she pulled Bailey's arm and it was that that made Sasha submit. Yes. Oh, my God. Tick. Can still be done. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Top of the Pops isn't on this week. Wimbledon and the World Cup. Ugh. I've gotten in the way of top of the pops. Oh, wait, that's I, not me. Ugh, and at the World Cup, women, the England women are kicking ass. Yeah, but my series link. This is my typical, my weekly SmackDown top of the pops discussion. Of course, the people need this overlap. Yeah, apart from a massive portion of American listeners, who have absolutely <laughs> no idea what I'm talking shed about. Shed seven. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sometimes just a question. Apologies to Andrew Pollard. Oh. Disco down was good, but I'm not a shed seven guy. There's a problem with the series link because Top of Pops 1995, the ongoing one mm. for, the, for the the real fans, has been replaced by World Cup, Wimbledon, other stuff. But the series link still picks up the later repeats of Top of the Pops. I think it's 1978. And I had that many years ago. Yes. When this has been playing in sequence. I'm pretty pissed off about it. And I don't know who to speak to about it at the BBC. <laughs> and this tiny platform which we've got is what I'm going to abuse to get that. Somebody reach out to the BBC on my behalf and troll them and say, like, at least just move Top of the Pops 1995 to the late slot instead of these reruns of, I think it's 78 and 82, and it's like, I've seen them. <laughs> I watched them when they were on the first time. Well, Not in 1978, I wasn't alive, but in these rerun, <laughs> this rerun cycle, when they, I, I don't know, maybe like 2017 or something, whenever mm-hmm. that was on that year, they played two a week. Like, I don't want to watch them again, <laughs> especially because the, longer, the more the years pass, you see people that you think, I don't want to see them on television. Oh, God, no. No. Well, if you're sick of television, thankfully WWE provide an alternative, and that's... Oh, my God. 
I'm talking, of course, of the cinema that is the Bloodline Saga. Um, I mean, sort of developments, but also not developments, really, with this. Yeah. Jay's got his ass handed to him last week, despite the fact that we thought tribal combat made no one like lays hands on each other until tribal combat happens. Mm. Um, but the real chief, Jay Uso, is set to appear. Michael Hanfler, who is the true tribal chief? Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. We'll find that out officially, I suppose, on Saturday as well. But um, I, I don't think this requires any more. I, I think this could have been completed with a, with a video package effect. But it's all set up. You've got months, if not years, of story to lean on for this. Then again, a member of the bloodline, doesn't even have to be Roman Reigns appearing on SmackDown, guarantees huge ratings. So I completely understand that they're just going to send Jey Uso out there to say, I'm going to kick your ass. And if Roman's not there, send Paul Heyman out to say, Jimmy, your brother's a prick. <laughs> yeah, the build to Money in the Bank was Barbie, and this has been a bit more Oppenheimer. <laughs> like, altogether needlessly longer and stretched out and nowhere near as fun. I don't... So... Your opinions, and I know if, like, Sid was in the room, we would just out and out disagree on the quality of the Bloodline storyline. Full stop. Mm. However, my issue, and we discussed this before, I think this has made a longer-standing single star out of Jey Uso if that is something the company wanted to do. Yes. I don't know. He's not the guy to beat Roman Reigns, and yeah. he's not the guy to win the world title right now. But down the road, could he win Seth's toy belt? Yes. Could he be a credible Intercontinental or United States champion? Absolutely, yes. And not and in the backhanded way that that used to mean. Yeah, uh, aye, absolutely, yeah. And is he now finally, and Jimmy actually, are they wrestlers that, deservedly so, can be thought of as valuable singles wrestlers as well as as a tag team? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. This has been an objective success on those terms. Do I think he can beat Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? No. Have I ever thought that? Absolutely not. And I would consider that a fairly big failing of this last month or so of television slash cinema. Sami Zayn had enough people believing mm -hmm. that they were going to tear up the WrestleMania plan, right? Mm -hmm. Huge success. The pay-per-view was goaded. The locational stuff that we were starting to see as part of Triple H's and Nick Khan's philosophy, successful. But emotionally, people were buying into the idea of Sami Zayn being the one to end Roman's tyranny. Correct people were assuming that Cody Rhodes was going to finish the f***ing story at WrestleMania and he didn't. He but will. He will. Let it play out. None that I know. Oh. Fucked. Uh, Neil Slice gets to that this week. Hey like I will be at WrestleMania next year, but I won't be in a work capacity. I'll probably see if I can hang out with you guys yeah. for a little bit. But like, I'll be there in a work capacity. Holiday. I just keep saying it'll happen. Yeah, right. you can, yeah. I'll, I'll be going on a holiday with my cousin to, to WrestleMania and other things around the area are going to... Kick Matt Rain's ass at basketball if he oh, dares yeah. show up to some pub somewhere and he better buy the fucking beer. That's the story but that like, he's finishing. Oh, he'll be finished, all right. Finished. He will be, he will, Pat Prains will absolutely be <laughs> finished. Um, anyway, I speak long term stories. But yeah, like this one hasn't had any of that. The I would even say that they had it for the tag match at Money in the Bank. He's going to win. Like yeah. that, that was that was hot. So, who is going to win was as hot as the wow. They've really got the bloodline story cooking again. Mm -hmm. Like post WrestleMania, they are back. The Night of Champions main event. Do I mean Night of Champions? Yeah. Owens and Zayn versus Roman and Solo. Mm -hmm. Um, where we were joined by Thunder Rosa. That one. Of course, like, yeah. Both those t big tag matches. Who's going to win? Like who's going to actually get this dub? I don't get it. We're, Jey Uso, I'm sorry, I don't. I don't think this story has been effective. The, the developments over the last sort of month or so 
from what I've picked up from the tribal combat stuff, from like, did you still have the singles main event win last week? Yep, against Grayson Bloody Waller. Was it any good? It was yes, because uh, Roman Reigns could not have hit his excitement less. The right way of saying it, he looked. It was very obvious he was enjoying Grayson Waller hitting a, a people's elbow at one point. All right, so uh, was he there? Or he was he on the came screen? down. He did the interrupting thing, and I thought that actually that works because Roman Reigns normally pisses off if he's in the opening promo. Yeah, and he came down in the main event to have a front row seat. Effectively, that's pretty unusual. That's quite good. Yeah, but he's not going to win, is he? James is not going to win this title. They're li- um, they've leaned heavily on. I've pinned you. Yeah. And I think that's all they really could do. I don't think there's a lot else without weakening my tribal chief, and I acknowledge him, of course, <laughs> um, other than that. And I will say, I think there's still time. I know I may sound a bit desperate here, but I love this. You know, I'm, I'm dead excited for the tribal combat, even though I kind of know the result. I kind of wait to watch it, yeah. And I think maybe tonight you establish at least a little bit more doubt by maybe having one of the elders appear, even if it's via satellite, and announce, Roman, this is a message to you. He doesn't have to be there to even react, mm-hmm. right? Roman, this is a message to you. It's tribal combat. It's you versus Ju. So not just for the world title, but for the lay or I always forget what it's the official title. The elders called for it, didn't they? Yeah. That was what Jay told Roman. Yeah. So they've the we've never had this explicitly stated to us, but the implication now is that the elders have been looking on and have lost faith in Roman's ability to lead. Yeah. yeah. So it's for all the marbles, effectively, and as a result, of that we don't want you to have Solo or Paul Heyman at ringside. Well, opens the door, obviously, for the Jay in, uh, Jimmy interference, mm-hmm. but makes R- Roman at least look slightly more vulnerable in the moment. Yeah. Anything goes. It's a no-DQ match, basically. Remember a few weeks back, we were trying to find ways to write them two out of it mm-hmm. so that you could... We use the Clash at the Castle as an example of, like, ah, oh, he's on his own, and then Solo was the X Factor, and now Jimmy would be the same. Yeah. Like, they've never added any details. That like, try, I think it's not... I, I wish... You, yeah, I love that, but it's going to be... Jay attacking them with a kendo stick. That's what they're... Like, it's... They're just... What if it's red, though, like the lay? Well, I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> I did, like, the Edge of Fimbala colour-coded weapons, yeah. like a video game. Like, the... Uh, Finn didn't. Christ almighty. Oof. But, like, the... Um, the story just isn't... And this is my problem, I think. I feel like, through our investment in this angle, when we've spoken about it, we've teed up this and we've teed up that. And then it's just... Jay Uso attacks him with a candlestick. Yeah. Like, I think Paul Heyman and Solo will be, like, disposed of, or, like, they could have hung Paul Heyman in a shark cage. They could have... <laughs> Roman Reigns, after pulling back from the Samoan Spike that week, could have said, I'm not just pulling you back tonight, Solo. I'm pulling you back until after SummerSlam. He's challenged my... I life. don't need you anymore. Yeah. Solo players, that's my line. <laughs> he's challenged my authority, and I need to prove myself. Yeah. And it's a ruse, and he's got, he knows that Jimmy's in the back pocket, but, like, whatever. Or he doesn't know that Jimmy's in the back pocket, but Jimmy's sat there, like, foaming about it, and mm. Roman's put a call in at the hospital to neg him and whatever. I think the Jimmy thing is going to happen. I'm really curious to see what happens after that. Maybe Jimmy returns tonight. Maybe. And then that's like where you've... I've got you back. To stab you in it. Got him. I, I think the element of surprise is better on the night. I just, when If Jimmy turns on Jay uh, on Saturday, mm-hmm. and presumably that spins off into Jimmy and Jay... Jermaine event and payback. Yeah, feuding with each other. Does that like... Well, Roman Reigns just be gone for a bit. Well, they, he's not been advertising. People seem to think inexplicably that that means he's dropping the title. Yeah, he should say... I'm off to get my knob out on the Island of Relevancy again. See you at Survivor Series. Yeah. 
which I don't, I'm not a huge fan of. I've never been a fan of that, even when Brock you know, hijacked the title all those years back. Mm. But, yeah, he, I've conquered everyone. Uh, you he hasn't. Obviously, he's not conquered LA Knight. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. It's it's that thing, isn't it, where he says you were there. You were never really concerned, but I had to put you in your place to make a point. I'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I kind of... Ratings what, always go down after SummerSlam anyway. See ya. <laughs> yeah. It's good business on his part. That's what I'm curious about, I think, is if this turn does occur. If Roman just beats Jay, and I believe he will, Jay won't leave SummerSlam with a belt. That's kind of has to be the end of their interactions for a while at yeah. least. So Jimmy turning gives Jay something else to do and obviously he's all tied into the story. But it is like Roman then would be this, would cast like a pretty massive shadow over that sub story. I wouldn't mind seeing how Solo thinks about it as the third brother. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I didn't see this turn of events coming as a result of my link to I, like The one thing I assumed when I decided to side with Roman was Jimmy and Jay were going to stick together. Have my actions resulted in my entire family being split apart? Like, that's mm-hmm. interesting. But Roman himself almost, like, it's, Roman needs to do one of them wrestling things where the feud's over, so now we just don't speak about it ever again. <laughs> yes. yes, Carlito, I know you got my friend, you got your friend to stab me in a nightclub, <laughs> but I'm feuding with Bradshaw now. Yeah. So see you later. Never mind about Jesus. I literally can't see you. <laughs> like, uh, maybe we'll tag together in six months when you turn babyface. Like, it feels like you can't really end the bloodline element of it that way. If Roman's still on television, he's like, oh, I'm bloody sick of you carrying cross. <laughs> <laughs> while, while Jay and Jimmy are now fighting each other. He kind of has to not be around, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I just, I'm, the aftermath is interesting to me, but the SummerSlam match, truthfully, like lacks something because mm. of how predictable it is. This isn't the go-home show for some, just for SummerSlam, of course. It is the go-home show ahead of the United States Championship match scheduled for next week between Theory and Escobar. And absolutely, yeah, that would have been a real piss take if Theory got a match on SummerSlam and Rhea Ripley or Becky Lynch or Trish Stratus did, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, bit of a disappointing conclusion to the tournament. Unfortunate, of course, that Rey Mysterio suffered that injury in the uh, big final last week and Santos Escobar just kind of won by default. But I think that actually might... I'd never obviously advocate for people doing that or even faking that. But I think actually that might play into their favor here. I'd have Santos ahead of a maybe a face-off or a promo-off or whatever it may be with, with Austin Theory tonight. Have him meet with Ray and be like, well, I'm going to go and represent the LWO against Austin Theory next week. I've been training really hard. And Ray can be like, yep, fair play, you won the tournament. I mean, would you have won the tournament if I'd have been fully fit? That's not a question for me to ask. And then Santos Escobar starts looking a little bit sideways at Ray because mm-hmm. I think that's the long-term plan. Felt like it from a little while ago yeah. when he was calling him like his father figure and stuff. That was, oh God, Ray's, another one of Ray's kids is going to turn on him. I, I'm with you. I think this is, there's a negative that can be turned into a positive here. Santos was going to presumably win or if he was going to lose, it was going to come with this bitterness angle after the fact. Yeah. I really want him to beat Austin Theory. <laughs> Mm. Um, he's not going to no uh, like I would like this to now that he's won the tournament and now that we can sort of see we can forecast ahead an eventual turn for Ray and Santos I've got something on that in a second I uh, I would quite like to see the belt change hands if only because often when you set up these quite high stakes it really puts over the titles as a reason for people to make choices yes like Ray could say that, and Santos could get a little bit like pissy about it, but it doesn't need to go anywhere. Then when he becomes United States champion and starts to really feel himself and be like, I'm the champion, this is great. I, like, I deserve all my flowers. I'm, I'm the best of this division or whatever. And then Ray's like, you know what? We should have a match because the tournament one didn't end well, did it? You know, like maybe he could put the title on the line. And Santos is like, um, 
maybe. Like, it just it adds stakes to the match, and it kind of puts the title over as this thing of importance that wrestlers want to hold on to. Plus, where's Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde in all this? Yeah. Like, it's very much like the LWO. I think, I think they're being kept off deliberately. Yeah, as I think. the muscle that he brings back in to be like... Well, uh, maybe. the LWO have become this sensation, I guess, haven't they? Like, uh, they're a money drawing... Bigger than they were. Well, I WCW. That's it. They weren't really a thing, and WWE have spotted a way to, like, sell some T-shirts and give these, like, a collected identity, and it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. But I, I suppose, like, the origin story might have been as a heel group had they not had this whole thing not been framed around a load of respect for Rey Mysterio when yes. Dominic was there. So... I've got something for you Go as a bit of a, a bit left field. It's a bit, you're not one for your wacky stuff, you are you? <laughs> Go on. What about, right, if Santos does win the United States title and offers Ray the shot when Ray's healthy, right? Yeah. Really? You know what's that thing where you only use like 10% of your brain? Oh, yeah, li- like limitless. Can you get, you, think you can get to 11 just for me on this this one? Turn that brain. I like usually just, turn up to 11 on this podcast. Like so the spinal yeah. tap amp. Turn your brain up to 11, right? <laughs> See, picture it. Santos wins the belt, defends it against Ray. Yeah. And Ray wins. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Santos is like, oh, man, like maybe I would have lost the tournament. Has a bit of crisis of confidence. But wants in his heart to celebrate Ray's win. Like a father figure to him, isn't he? Oh, my God. I think I know where this is going. I don't think you do. He puts Ray on his shoulders. Oh! Right? And Ray's like... What a what a good sport. Nothing like this has ever led any of my children down a dark path. Long, 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 long term. And I was like, this has happened before, but at least this time it won't go wrong. Then he does a f-ing electric chair on the ramp. Oh my god. Right? Yeah. And says I'm gonna win the title back in a rematch. And Ray is lying there, crumpled, being like, How has this happened again? Even though it technically didn't happen the time we thought it would. Like, how has this happened again? How have I still not heeded the advice of my friends on the SmackDown Preview and Review podcast (laughs) that have forecast this doom for me since 2018? I love it. Uh, One thing that has changed on Friday Night SmackDown is... Bobby Lashley is back. We're going to bring this all the way back. Right, Cedric is going to hate that we've, <laughs> the first pitch for Santos Escobar's heel turn is an electric shell. He's going to hate it. He was spotted the other week when they were in Orlando, when they had all the NXT lot there, mm-hmm. including the Tony D and Sticks. Um, he was uh, spotted or seen chatting with Trick Mellow Gang. Yep. And then last week he said, oh, yeah, yeah they spoke really highly of you. You're the street probably you're great. You need a bit of a makeover. What do you reckon he's done with the Street Profits? And what do you reckon the big plan is here, other than idiotic people on the internet who keep parroting a thing that I'm not even going to give time to on this about recreating a certain stable from back in the day? Yeah. A makeover? Mm. Is he frigging blind? Have you seen Montez Ford? Yeah, but they need to they need to take more clothes off, basically. Well, oh, okay, right, yeah. That's he's wearing like a turtleneck or something. Montez Ford's like the most stylish man that ever lived. Yeah. Like... An absolute piece. And but maybe that's the point, because they, they talked more about Angelo Dawkins. They're like, oh, you need to smarten yourself up. So is this the the wedge? Oh, I didn't... Right, okay, that's interesting. I hope not, actually, because I immediately liked the idea of the Street Profits as a team getting this new direction. I know for the longest time it was the wedge and the who's losing and whatnot, but if they're going to go in a direction with Bobby Lashley as a guy getting them back on track, then fine. Yeah. Or at least 50% of them back on track. Yeah. Aye, so what you're saying is, should Bobby Lashley be the guy that splits them up or the guy that elevates the pair of them? Hmm. I think I want them as a team. 
I think I want them as a team. I think I want them... Hell of a trio. Yeah, a kick-ass trios group. Um, I, I'm not going to do the... Um, I'm not going to be positive or negative about the Hurt business. Okay. But I will say, I certainly think when Bobby Lashley and MVP made amends, that wasn't for nothing. Mm. And then it felt dropped. Is this getting picked back up? Could be. Uh, like, uh, maybe, maybe it's just, no, Bobby Lashley's the guy. And Bobby Lashley's going to slink more into a, I'll keep my suit on until somebody makes me take it off. And then I'll kick ass. Like, is that what Bobby Lashley's going to do for a little bit? Because MVP did that for him sometimes, didn't he? He was the manager, but then every now and then he could put the gear on and he'd wrestle if he had to. Bobby Lashley is the basically the most dangerous man in the world at ringside. Don't piss him off. It's something I wouldn't mind watching and might help the Street Profits. Just had a, a brainwave. Go on. What unique thing does Angelo Dawkins wear that... Often comes off during matches. His headband. What did Bobby Lashley used to wear when he was in Impact Wrestling? Until Vince McMahon clearly hated it and told him to take it off. His headband. What if they buy, like, a gold headband and Angelo Dawkins is like, thanks, Tez. And he goes, not for you, you prick. It's for a Bobby Lashley, my new tag team partner. No, and then they're all given, like, new ones to wear and instruments. And Elias comes in and they're called the headband. Oh my god. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Tonight, the only match advertised <laughs> is Seamus versus one person that makes sure everybody's saying L A Naya. It is the everybody's saying the classic building momentum heading into the Battle Royal at SummerSlam, which is literally designed to give LA Knight a win at SummerSlam. Um I think this will be WWE maybe falling back on a trope of theirs despite the lack of Vince backstage at the moment. By the way, regarding that. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I think, because we also know the likes of uh, Champa and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Gable and Otis are involved mm. in this, possibly more announced for tonight. Is this the... Well, we don't want to beat either of them before the Battle Royal. Neither of them need to have their stock lowered and, no one wi- and winning this doesn't really elevate anyone's stock. Let's just have this all fall to pieces by people getting involved. Sid and I were joking about this earlier with them going, oh my God, if that happens tomorrow, they'll be out of the Battle Royal, you thick twats. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they all, it gets thrown out basically and someone stands tall. Do you think it's going to go that way first of all? 100%. Well, I'm glad you said that because... It's time to play the game! Time to play the game. Anything? Not really. I I will say, actually, on Seamus, I think it might not have gone this way seven days ago, and they might have just put LA Knight over. But then, I love Seamus. Did you see the comments that he came out with? Yeah. Like, I love that he's been around long enough, and he knows his worth. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you don't have to clash at the castle. You f*** me, you (laughs) You kind of f***ing f*** me, you and I think that was done in the knowledge that they were probably going to ask him when he got to work on Friday. Yeah, you're right, putting an LA Knight over. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Seamus is the type of guy that doesn't see an ascension and think, you know what, he's on the he's on the rise. Mm. You've got to put people over and they're on the rise. I was on the rise once and people put me over. I, I don't think he's that kind of guy. But I do think he's the kind of guy that is like, 
don't use me yet when mm. this guy's on the rise. Yes. And I think if that wasn't the plan, it certainly became the plan after that interview. I don't think that was an accident. And I applaud Seamus for that. Fair play, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I have... Oh, do you, actually, do you want the Raw or the SmackDown roster? Because they could come from anywhere on this Battle Royal. Ooh. Let's go for the Raw one. Okay, yeah, Raw roster. A surprise appearance on SmackDown. What I'm picturing is, like you say, the match gets thrown out because... I don't know, Shinsuke and Champa are brawling down to ringside and they spill into the ring and uh, someone else does as well. I was going to say Gable and Otis, that doesn't work because they're awesome. They'd never fight Big Bronson Reed. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, Otis and Bronson Reed. Oh, my God. Right, they get into <laughs> it. It all gets thrown out and yeah. they all start throwing each other over the top rope. Who, Michael Hamflet, stands tall at the end of this and, because of the tie-in, yeah. snaps into a Slim Jim. Oh, is it a Slim Jim Battle Royal? Yes, it is. The biggest sponsorship thing ever. WWE, oh, everything really? they do is their new biggest thing. Aye. Can you just imagine, like, you know the trophy, the Andre trophy? He's got Andre with his... Imagine if it's just a Slim Jim. It's just a gold Slim Jim. Edible trophy. Oh, my God. Oh, he's going to try extra hard to win. An edible trophy that's in, like, a Slim Jim wrapper. So it's about those... The Andre trophy's, like, six foot tall or something, isn't it? Like, a six foot tall Slim Jim... Rapper included, and then the winner gets to like unwrap it, take a big bite, and out. just take a massive bite oh, out of it, yeah. to celebrate. So I have the. Uh, uh, You've had a Slim Jim, yes. What did you make of it? We've got a Pepper Army it's, over here, yeah, which is a close that, comparison, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, uh, I, I know Chris Thompson of, of this parish is is a very keen on them. I, I brought some home from him when we went to Texas. Oh yeah, I don't think there's like enough flavor to it either way. He's more of a kick. Uh, well, I like processed crap. This is not a comment on, like, it, like I know Slim Jim is just trashing a rapper, but I'm a man that, like, lives on trashing rappers. Mm. There's no flavour either way. There's texture. Basically, it's like buying chewing gum that's beef. Yes. Or whatever the fake beef is. I don't know. Like, I'm a, Bacon I, or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, I love those plastic cheese slices. Ugh. I think they're goated. The goat's milk did, if you get the goat's milk ones. Like, but I just... I, Slim Jims don't do it for me. So, who is it? Let's wrap this up. Okay. Everyone piles down to the ring. Someone from the Monday Night Raw roster will be the last person standing tall. And that person will be... Stop four. Now, we've started a new rule, me and Sitch, because we played a game on the uh, Collision Preview podcast, which is available right now wherever you get your podcasts from, mm -hmm. where we introduced the Pro Evo rule. Um, for those unaware, it's also the, known as the FIFA rule. You can either stick with what you get, three yeah. goes, but you can... Three goes! But you can't go back. So you either stick with what you've got or you twist. And on the third one, if you go for that one, that's who you oh stuck God, with. God, the tension will be palpable if you like. I'm, I'm not being Port Vale. I'm not being Port Vale. So you go again. Oh, so ironically, you mentioned that because your first pick's JD McDonough. <laughs> <laughs> stick or twist? Do you want to stay in the same twist. I love this. I love that we can do this. Goodbye, JD McDonough. Stop. Two. I'll just, I'm just getting ready to press the stop button because if you skip this, I'm going to punch you in the <laughs> face. Your pick. Uh -huh. And I don't think someone snapping into a Slim Jim could be any sexier than this. Your pick to win the impromptu, not official battle royal on SmackDown tonight instead of a win for L. Hey, night. Yeah. yeah. Is not just a surprise appearance from someone on Monday Night Raw. But the return, Michael Hampler, one half of one of the greatest tag teams in recent memory. I am talking about Marseille. <gasps> yes. 
I mean, picture him like having to eat a Slim Jim. You have to contractually oblige to eat a Slim Jim and yeah. then just looking at it and then actually going, it's pretty good because you have to be good for the sponsors. But And he's a model, so you can get anything over. And he's both slim and uses the gym. Yeah. I know it's gym spelled a different way, so that joke was kind of a homophone. Um, yeah, we are. Marseille. Can he win the whole thing? Because if you'd have if you'd have said stop a second or two earlier or later, you'd have had Mr. McMahon. Or nope. you'd have had Imagine this is a run in. Kevin Patrick <laughs> Oh man. Vince McMahon recovering from spinal surgery, getting thrown over the top rope. That would be great. And on that note, we're gonna wrap things up. We'll well, we won't review the show on Monday because oh, we'll yeah. be reviewing uh SummerSlam, but we'll talk about it on next week's show if I'm here. Um, <laughs> but for now, it's been the SmackDown preview. Let us know your thoughts on X at what culture <laughs> WWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You follow Michael Hamflet at. I just got why it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. The Collision Preview is available right now. And we'll be back later on today with a hashtag bloody good quiz on wrestle culture. But for now, my thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.